Yeah, uh, Panayoti Cholkis, uh, and I'm an organizer with Sable Trail Resistance, which is a kind of ad hoc organizing group uh, that's sprung up along the pipeline route to uh, generate resources and, and mostly we doing support uh, trainings, action camps, and, and legal defense for, for activists that are arrested uh, or opposing the pipeline. There's not currently active camps opposing the pipeline. Uh, there was a camp called Sacred Water Camp that people had gravitated towards, but it's mostly closed down. There's a, it's a small group there, and they're not very engaged with organizing around the pipeline, unfortunately. Um, but there has been camps that have come and gone throughout you know, the time of this uh, of the construction having started. And there's been 27 people arrested in uh, either in blockades or simply in monitoring the pipeline, taking pictures, documenting. Um, and so there's also been some people arrested by company, company thugs and, uh, you know, local law enforcement agencies just for taking pictures. Um, most recently we had uh, people who locked themselves inside the pipeline, two folks in Marion County, uh, stall, you know, stalling construction for the day down there near Donellan. You briefly mentioned company thugs and uh, law enforcement. We've seen that Energy Transfer Partners has employed private security to protect its construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline, as well as state and federal law enforcement, which are prioritizing the protection of the construction of the pipeline. Are we seeing that type of security um, taking place at the Sable Trail Pipeline um, construction areas and what kind of response to the opposition is the security that's there uh what kind of response are they having uh we've seen an assortment of law enforcement agencies working together state and county um and we have gotten confirmation from some of the county sheriff's offices that that they are in fact being paid uh having their officers work overtime and be paid as essentially private security, but in their you know police uniform and vehicle to uh, to do basically do security for this private pipeline company, and that's that's something that's angered a lot of people. It kind of falls up up there in the category of the eminent domain that's occurred, um, where this private company that's operating for private profits uh, has taken people's land. And um, in some cases, when people refuse to, to negotiate and sell their land, they've, um, you know, they've been forced to lose their land without compensation. Uh, so in a similar way that you know, having law enforcement officers that are supposedly in some capacity of, you know, of a public, public service, uh, to have them then just be switched over to providing security for a private profit-driven interest. I mean, it's not a big shock to those of us who I think have a sort of deeper critique of, you know, the the system. But it is, I think, uh, a wake up call and kind of a slap in the face to people uh, who haven't seen that before. I guess I'll segue a little bit into the, the shooting by mentioning that we, you know, we've moved some of our organizing, our focus into the Marion County, where some of the most active construction is occurring, and there's a compressor station under construction there, and. Um, so we've been bringing a lot of attention and momentum down that way, a little further south from where it had been in previous months. 
And um, in doing that, I think we called a lot of attention and brought a lot of uh, awareness and interest to the construction operation happening there, which was through and along the edge of a preserve area. Um, it's notorious for the, it's the site of the Cross Barge Canal. This was a huge infrastructure project that was defeated um, after almost five decades of, of battle against it. And in the 90s, it was finally defeated, and the Cross Barge Canal was, was turned into a greenway. And the pipeline now runs across and through that area that was protected and preserved, and that angered a lot of people. Uh, it was one of the reasons we moved some of our organizing. We opened up a, a hub, an organizing house in the Denellan area, and um, and shortly after we began, you know, uh, doing actions and organizing in that area, someone took it upon themselves. Uh, we now know him to be James Marker, uh, and took a high-power rifle and shot some holes in the pipeline and some equipment. Uh, he's a, a military veteran, clearly well trained. Uh, by this government and um, decided to use that training to uh, what we view as for the greater good and protect people in the water from this pipeline. Uh, and as a result, the police conducted a high-speed chase, which resulted in them uh, killing him on the side of the road. And it's been, been pretty devastating and also really conflicting and challenging for people to, to try and understand and come to terms with, with uh, you know, why something like that happened and, and what it was that motivated him to take that action and and the police, you know, the police response that uh, ended then, and then using deadly force against him. These are all things that we're just, you know, we're grappling with and, and um, trying to understand and, you know, and in the process, send our condolences to the friends and family of Mr. Marker and, uh, you know, acknowledge his, his sacrifice and, so it's you know it's been a difficult time with that. Yeah, it sounds sounds like a challenge for sure. Um, as we wrap up, I was wondering if you could let people know how they can stay in touch and lend material, monetary, and uh, other support if they so if they were interested. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know. The, Convenient ways to follow what's happening on you know the most up to the moment is to to just track track the hashtags uh, for the the campaign, which primarily has been hashtag Stop Sable Trail, and so you know a lot of people post under that. So as far as you know events and, and videos and photos and you know happenings, uh, that's a good way to do it. We our organizing has used the Stop sorry Sable Trail org as like a one-stop shop for um, for online resources. People can check Stop Sable, I'm sorry, <laughs> check out sabletrailresistance.org um, or hashtag Stop Sable Trail, and that'll kind of point you to what's happening on the ground and, and plug people in. We have a calendar of events coming up. A lot of the organizing happens, you know, via social media, Facebook, um, and we have several days of escalation coming up, as well as uh, a lot of legal support and legal defense on the horizon for the 27 people facing charges um, from in three different counties for actions against the pipeline. Um, donations can be directed through the sabletrailresistance.org website, and we also have a, you know, a fiscal sponsor who can do tax-deductible donations if people are interested in, in that. Um, we're accommodating that, too, so 
people are able to make a kick in, you know, larger amounts of money and, and want tax deduction for it. Uh, there's some great local, long-standing nonprofits in this area that have been opposing the pipeline and that we're that we're working closely with. All right. Well, thanks so much, Penny OT.